0: Does living a life of honesty and morality equal depriving oneself of the pleasures of life? It would seem that many people feel this way. And if we examine the Pesach one verse in the fourth paragraph of Mishle Proverbs, it would seem that uh, this feeling was quite prevalent even in the time of Shlomo HaMelech, the greatest, wisest of all men. The beginning of the fourth parak of Mishle, Shlomo HaMelech speaks first in the name of the Creator as a father to his child, to his children. He says, Listen, my children, to the direction, to the instruction of your father. Listen to gain understanding. I've given you a good portion, a great and beneficial body of wisdom. Do not abandon my teaching. Then the third pasuk, Shlomo says, speaking in his own name, says, "I was a son to my father." meaning a very unique, chosen son, very uniquely beloved son. He was a son who was chosen by his father David to take over the throne, to be the next king the people of Israel. I was an only and very much pampered son of my mother. And my father taught me to take hold the study and the fulfillment of the Torah. What is Shlomo saying with these words, with this idea of his being a beloved son to his father and a specially beloved only son to his mother? Both Rashi and the Mitsudas David explain things idea. They say that among the teachings of Shlomo Mala to the Jewish people was his exhortation to them to restrain the powerful drive that a person has for gaining financial achievements even through dishonest means. Morris says, human being has a powerful drive for gezel, for getting ahead, for getting something that is not really mine. And for immorality, there the revelations that the Torah forbids. There's many details, many aspects of these prohibitions that human being is pulled to. And Shlomo Malach was concerned that people would say, why is he warning us, exhorting us, teaching us not to engage in these behaviors? It's because he wants to deprive us of the pleasure of life. He is a killjoy. He hates people. He's trying to deprive us. Until this Shlomo was responding. But this is what my father taught me, and he had exceedingly great love for me. I was a son who he chose to replace him as the king of Israel. And not only that, as the Malam explains, because of his great love for my mother, he considered me also like an only child, even though David had other children. But since I was my mother's only child, and he loved my mother so much, he considered me also Related to me also as if I was an only child. And this is what he taught me. I'm only delivering to you the same teachings, the same instruction, the same message that my father taught me. Of course, this needs some explanation. Because, after all, the principles of morality, honesty, integrity, are well-understood, even by the human intellect. When it comes to certain forbidden marriages, there's maybe some difference of opinion. Some commentators explain that it is logical. But certainly, when it comes to refraining from theft, that's understood by all. No person would take the position of claiming that it should be okay. for others to steal from them. It's quite evident to all that society cannot exist if theft would be rampant. And not only is this compelling to any logical person, but it is well spelled out in the Torah itself. Shlomo Malach is not coming with any uh, new, additional restrictions that he's trying to impose upon the people over and above that which is clearly spelled out in the Torah that was given by the Almighty to His chosen people. Very clearly, very explicitly. So what does it mean that people are saying Shlomo is a killjoy and is exhorting them to refrain from dishonesty? And certainly there was no indication of any sort, no prior indication that Shlomo HaMelech has... uh, some kind of a uh, very perverse streak of this nature within him. So we can only suggest that this is something that is taking place very deep within the person. It's not a logical argument that anyone is considering, considering rationally or probably even consciously. But somewhere deep down there can be an attempt a powerful attempt to block the message. Hashem Malach is coming with compelling arguments, as certainly he was capable of, the wisest of all men, to direct people, to restrain any pull towards dishonesty or immorality. There can be a counterforce within the person to block that message. And what might that be? To kill the messenger course, the arguments cannot be refuted. But if I could somehow take the position, if I could somehow assume if Shlomo's coming to deprive me of what I would want to enjoy in life, then it's quite possible he isn't intending for my benefit. He just can't bear to see people enjoying themselves. He's a killjoy. I don't have to listen to him. And by killing the messenger, then the message also will go down, will be blocked, will be ineffective. And this could be a deeply seated, but nevertheless powerful means of protection, so to speak, of warding off any impact that even the most compelling arguments could have upon a person. My, 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 my heart is closed. My ears are closed. Nothing will register. So then the question is, how is Shlomo addressing this? How can he diffuse this although irrational but nevertheless powerful blockage against his words of good direction and inspiration? What is was saying? My father taught this to me and certainly only wanted my welfare so must be it's good it's not damaging, it's not harmful. Does it need that as a proof? If Shlomo Malik wants to bring proof the mere fact of the compelling logic of the morality is adequate proof. The mere fact that is given by the Almighty through his Loyal servant Moshe on Sinai is adequate proof. Hashem is not. No one's presuming that the Almighty is depriving us of pleasure. They're only saying it about Shlomo, as a human being who's subject to human weaknesses. So, to prove that this is true and moral and correct and valid, it doesn't seem that David is adding anything. And if that message can be blocked, then why can't this be blocked? People will say, and Shlomo's only telling us that because he's a killjoy. What is there about that special relationship of David to Shlomo, that love father to son, that unique love of father to son, that is going to diffuse the resistance and enable the message to reach? I think we can suggest that the real power of this is not simply to prove that Shlomo Melech is not intending to deprive people that his message really is, is good and beneficial. It's to unseat the basic fundamental cause of resistance. What is that cause of resistance that's within the people? We feel that being moral, being honest, is going to deprive us of the pleasure of life. We'll be losing out. I mean, the basic attitude towards morality is it demands sacrifice. It's it's, it's logical. It's it's compelling, but. I'm gonna be giving up on my, uh, my real life enjoyments. I'm gonna be sacrificing. I'm gonna be deprived. So what's necessary is to change the whole view upon it, to create a different kind of association, to create a different understanding, a different relatedness to honesty, integrity, and morality. And to that Shlomo Melech is saying, try to picture the scene. After all, he's speaking to people who may very well have known David, or certainly know people who knew David, people of his generation. Picture the scene of my father David teaching me. What is he intending when he is teaching me everything of the Torah to restrain and refrain from those... Behaviors that are lowly, that are damaging, that are detrimental to the spiritual makeup, to the essence of the person. What is he intending to do? It's only one thing. To give me the best, greatest, most beneficial gift that he could possibly give. This is his gift of love. And we have to, so to speak, get on in on the scene of that special relationship of David to Shlomo. And if we can, if the Jewish nation can envision that, can see that, can tap in to the, to the full experience of David and his love and devotion and appreciation and recognition of all that Shlomo is able to become, and wanting to give Him only everything good. And this is what He gave. He gave me the teachings of the Torah. He gave me this direction, this exhortation, this advice. This is the path of life that He gave to me as the greatest means of helping, benefiting me that could create a different kind of mindset, a different kind of association, a different view on all the aspects of morality. That they are only the means of a person's greatest success, greatest benefit, not only for eternity, but even in this world, as Shlomo Melech himself discusses at length elsewhere, as we hope to learn about. That will be only good for the person for his spiritual and physical existence. As Shlomo says elsewhere in Mishle, it's all the ways of the Torah are peace and benefits for the physical and spiritual part of the person. So by envisioning David giving to Shlomo, a person could start to change his whole attitude towards that life mission of being a moral person. It is not deprivation, it is not sacrifice. It is only giving myself the best gift that I could possibly have. The one that David gave to his beloved son Shlomo.